I can't believe you went to Ojai without me. I know. I Ojai cheated. Sorry. We can go again. I think we need another retreat. Yeah. ASAP. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 18 years, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In this episode, we'll discuss our much-needed self-care weekend getaways and whether we successfully relaxed or not. (laughs) And this week's Hollywood hack from a cast member of The Fix will up your selfie game. Then, Sarah, you and Violet had a pet store celebrity sighting. Yes. But first, we want to depart from our usual From the Treadmill Desk Subs segment to pay tribute to Suzanne Patmore Gibbs the head of TriStar Television, and a true advocate for women in Hollywood who left us far too soon. Suzanne had an enormous impact on our career and on the careers of countless women we know. She was one of the most vibrant people we've ever worked with, and it's hard to even process the enormity of her loss. She died recently, very unexpectedly, um, and she was only 50. So for our listeners who may not be familiar with Suzanne, we took this summary of her career from Deadline. Suzanne had been serving as the head of Sony imprint TriStar Television since the division was relaunched in May 2015. The company's first pilot was the 1960s set newsroom drama Good Girls Revolt at Amazon. She was a vocal supporter of the feminist drama and fought hard to shop the series after Amazon's controversial decision to cancel the series shortly after its debut. Before TriStar, Suzanne was executive VP of drama development for Sony Pictures Television, where she and her team developed series including The Blacklist at NBC, Masters of Sex at Showtime, Outlander at Stars, and Bloodline at Netflix. As a high-ranking executive at Touchstone and ABC, Suzanne helped develop such shows as Desperate Housewives, Grey's Anatomy, and its spinoff Private Practice, Lost, Ugly Betty, Brothers and Sisters, Pushing Daisies, and Dirty Sexy Money. Yeah, I mean... We should say that Shonda Rhimes credits Suzanne with getting Grey's Anatomy on the air because Suzanne was under Steve McPherson, who was at the mm-hmm. time the president of ABC when Grey's Anatomy premiered, and he did not want to put it on the air, and Suzanne fought and fought to get it on the air. And, of course, it was like the biggest hit ABC has ever had. Um, and continues to be. And continues yeah. to be a huge hit, Yes. It's really hard to overstate the enormity of, like, the loss of Suzanne to the TV community. She's just someone that everyone knew. Yeah. And she was just so – she had such a big personality and she was so vibrant and vital. She really made an impact wherever she went. So we wanted to talk about what are some of the lessons we've gotten from Suzanne. And, you know, they apply not just to those of us in the TV community but, you know – to the world at large. Yes, they do. And our first lesson from Suzanne came way back in 2006 when she gave us notes on the first draft of Women's Murder Club. And we were so rattled that we wanted to quit. Yes. She was the ABC (laughs) network executive who was overseeing Women's Murder Club. And we've talked a lot on this podcast about the notes process and how hard it can be. 
And that was way back when we had never done a pilot before and we didn't know how hard, you know, the process was. Yeah, everything we've learned over the last 10 years, we had not learned yet. Yes. (laughs) Um, And so Suzanne gave us all of these notes Uh and we basically went home and had a total meltdown and we're like, we should quit this project. We don't know what we're doing. (laughs) You know, someone else should do it. And eventually our our executive at the time was Patrick Moran, who's Uh now the head of ABC Studios, but he talked us off the ledge and was like, (laughs) no, this is all normal. What we realized is it's just that's the process. And what in retrospect was really lucky about that situation was, look, it was our first pilot. I'm sure it was a total mess. Exactly. (laughs) Suzanne could have just written it off and said, oh, my God, forget this. These writers suck. Off they go. I'm not going to spend my time on it. Instead, she took an hour and a half to sit down with us and go through exactly, you know, what we needed to do and ultimately went to series. Yeah. No, she really dove into it with us, and she never gave up on that project. Um, And she taught us that we were going to have to have much thicker skins if we wanted to create shows. Yes, which we we now have. Which we do, thank God. Um, And that we were going to have to be fighters. Yeah. And Suzanne was for sure a fighter. And she fought especially for women's voices, ours and Shonda Rhimes memorably for Good Girls Revolt and for countless others. We were doing the Model Woman pilot um, with Helen Childress, and Suzanne developed that at Sony. Um, And so we spent a lot of time in New York with her, and she was so excited for Good Girls Revolt and really felt like it was making a statement that needed to be made in the world. And I have to point out that was before Time's Up and yep. Me Too. Um, and it, it sort of was prescient because it was all about the the sexism and misogyny of the news business um, in the 60s. So it was definitely ahead of its time. Yes, it was. And Suzanne was known for finding talent and launching the careers not just of writers but of executives. Yes. Including many women who are now running major companies in Hollywood. Yes. Which brings us to another lesson. Suzanne was a connector of people. Yes. Um, And it's a rare skill, and it's one we should develop. It is. It's one of the things I admire most in other people Mm -hmm. and something I really want to work on. She connected us to Helen Childress, who's one of our favorite people to work with ever. Absolutely. Helen created Model Woman, but she'd never done a pilot before, so they wanted um, her to have some more seasoned people helping her execute the pilot, and we were those people. And it was such a fabulous experience, which brings me to the next thing I want to say about (laughs) Suzanne, um, which was that I consider her the wine and cheese fairy. Yes. Um, Oh, my God. On Model Woman, the pilot we were just mentioning, when we were all completely worn down in editing and felt like, you know, we couldn't take another step in this project, (laughs) Suzanne showed up with wine and cheese and... Um, energy and energy and lightness and was like come on guys let's do this and she really like sat there and dug in with us and not only like did the work with us which we really needed at that point but made it fun yeah which we probably needed even more (laughs) right exactly um and then a lesson we wish we could master um but probably never will is suzanne's incredible fashion sense Yes. Uh, the woman was so well-dressed. I mean, 
every time I'm out shopping, Sarah, which isn't that often, but <laughs> like I'll see a dress and I'll be like, okay, that's a dress Suzanne Patmore Gibbs would buy. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what she would wear. Totally. And now, have I, could I pull off one of these dresses? No, but it was like my dream in life was like to be able to pull off a Suzanne dress and afford it, like both at the same time <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and have an occasion to wear it. Um, well, that's the other trick. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she always looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's something I struggle with. Um, <laughs> you struggle with it less than I do. I think the Suzanne bar honestly is too high for me. Right. I will never attain it. Yeah. But it's a good goal. But I mean, the thing is that it tells us, which we've talked about on this podcast and I've talked about on Happier, um, the, the podcast I co-host with my sister Gretchen, is like, what you wear and how you present yourself does matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes an impression. And I think she really made an impression by always looking fabulous. Yes. The most important lesson I would say that we learned from Suzanne is to prioritize our lives over our work. Mm-hmm. Suzanne had two kids, and it was so clear that her priority in her life was her kids and her husband. They took amazing vacations. Yes. Like, so enviable. Every She would post things on Facebook, and I'd be like, oh, I want to go there. Yeah. Oh, I want to go there. And I want to wear that dress while yeah. I'm there. <laughs> and she was so close to her parents and her brother. Like, she just had an incredibly close-knit family and circle of friends. Yeah. And it, it was amazing that with such a high-powered job, and, we, you know, we knew her through her time of having a few different jobs, each more high-powered than the last, yeah. she still was able to make time for family and friends. And that is definitely, you know, the way to live. I mean, that's the thing. She lived to the fullest. There's yeah. no question about that. You know, the lesson that I take is be someone who will be missed. Yeah. You know, it's like take the extra step, you know, ha- like just do it and and be that person who makes an impact on the people around you, both, you know, in work and in life. And really work and life are the same thing. I mean, yeah. our, you know, it's like we can't just drudge around and work. We need to like enjoy it, elevate it, have it be something that we that that is personal to us because, you know, we don't know how much time we have and we should be enjoying all aspects of life. And she really did that. Yeah. And Sarah, we wanted to mention that Suzanne's family is asking that in lieu of flowers, donations be made to either Children's Institute, Inc. or Girls, Inc., um, which were two of her favorite charities. And we will link to both of those in the show notes. And next up, Sarah and I will discuss our self-care weekend getaways, um, something Suzanne would definitely have approved of. Yes. But first, an ad break. All right, Liz, now it's time for Take a Hike, in which we talk about mental, physical, or spiritual health. And today it is mental health. Um, and we certainly need some care in that department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we took self-care weekends after some pretty brutal months of hard work. We just needed a little a little self-care, a little relaxation. Um, but did our long weekend getaways do the trick? Well, I went to Palm Springs uh-huh. with Jack and Adam. Um, and I it was what I'll say is it was sort of great and sort of not. <laughs> Um, 
I just could not fully relax. Yeah. Um, the pilot was definitely on my mind most yeah. of the time. Um, it's like I think I felt like I should have – we finished shooting yeah. on a Thursday. We had some things we had to do on Friday, and then Saturday morning – we went to Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And I think I felt like I was supposed to be so euphoric and relaxed <laughs> yeah. that, like, the pressure on myself to enjoy these very few days off yeah. was, like, too immense. And there I, I was, like, out of sorts. Right. I was, like, irritable and grumpy. Yeah. Oh. You know what I'm good. saying? Yeah. Because it yeah. was like I wanted to be so euphoric, but I only had a very short time yeah. to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> See, I sort of had the opposite in a mm. way. Um, well, not in a good way. So Violet and I went to Ojai. Mm-hmm. Our, one of um, our favorite places. Yes. And I think after all of these weeks of hard work and not seeing me that much, she was grumpy. Mm, so interesting. So <laughs> I was like ready to relax and take deep breaths. And she was more like... Now I'm going to start testing all my boundaries again mm, and, and you know, remind you that, like, you're in charge and can't just, like, relax all the time. Um, so it was really fun. We did the Easter egg hunt that they have at the Ohio Valley Inn and, you know, brunch. We went to this amazing turtle conservancy that they have in Ojai. Like, we did – and, of course, Violet swam every single day. Mm, Even yeah. though it wasn't warm for uh-huh. a couple of the days, she doesn't care about that. Right. She just wants to swim for hours on end. So we had a great time, but it was a lot about sort of getting sort of our parental child roles back in order. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I will say when I got home, well, on Friday before we left, Jack came up and hugged me and he said, it's hard to be away from the woman who gave birth to you, (laughs) (laughs) which just cracked me up. Um, But in terms of like actual self-care, I will Uh say I did a spa treatment, Uh which was really lovely. It was the agave body glaze. And it was like where they slough off all the dead skin. I'm like, after being on set for 14 days, I need all dead skin. And sloughed off my body, <laughs> like uh, smell, just get rid of it. <laughs> brush, um, and then you know, I was all this lovely stuff was put on my body. I don't uh-huh. know what it was exactly, and mis- I got a massage. I was, she's like, "Do you want therapeutic?" I'm like, "No, relaxation massage. I don't want anything that's going to hurt." Right. But the problem is, like, the whole time I was like forcing myself to unclench my jaw, Ugh. like. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I was just still in that state of mind. Yeah. So I kept telling myself, unclench your jaw. Relax. Enjoy this. You probably have another 60 minutes. Now you have another 50 minutes right. of this. Relax. Oh enjoy. So it was <laughs> it was wonderful, but it yeah. was still like my brain on overdrive. Yeah. Now, what did you do for yourself? I... One morning, sent Violet to Camp Oak, which is like the kid camp that Mm. they have there. So I had a four-hour block of time, uh, during which I had a work call with the director of our (laughs) 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 pilot. And then I went to the artist's cottage, Mm. which is a lovely little cottage at the Ojai Valley Inn. It sounds like I'm just constantly doing an ad for them. This is not. I didn't get anything off of my trip. Um, But I did a like a scent making class. Mm. Um, Was it just you or was it a group? It was just me. Mm. And the woman who 
uh, I don't know, or a Scientologist. I don't know <laughs> what that is. Um, but she pulled out 40, what are they called? 40 essential oils, I guess. Yeah. And I smelled all of them and used coffee, smelling coffee as kind of a nose palette mm, cleanser <laughs> and picked my favorites and then I mixed a scent because one of my 18 for 2018 things that I want to do which is like a list that we've talked about a lot um, on this podcast and you also talk about it on Happier with Gretchen is you know 18 things that we want to do in this year and, and my first one was find a signature scent yes and you're still searching I I'm can report because I hear the I mean, yeah. I smell the I smell the samples. Yes, exactly. And I I brought in a lotion made with the signature scent yeah. that I made um, for you to smell. And I like it. I don't think it's like going to define like my no. year or anything. Okay, so it's a good scent, but not yeah. the signature scent. Yeah, and We're it was a really searching. we are, and it was a really fun experience to do that, and it was relaxing. Good. Yeah. Good. Now, Sarah, being your writing partner and friend, I know that you also, while you were at Ojai, sort of had a sugar attack. Oh, my God. Yeah. So your your New Year's resolution is a year of living sugar-freely. Yes. But you're allowing yourself 10 days yeah. um, to have sugar, and yeah. you'd only used one of them before <laughs> you went to Ojai, and you had told me, I'm, money, I'm going to use one of my sugar days. Yeah. And I said, which day? And you hadn't decided yet. Yeah. So what happened? Well, what happened is I decided Easter was going to be my sugar day. But then the day before Easter, Violet ordered a creme brulee. And then she took a bite and didn't like it. And I was like, I'm at the Ojai Valley Inn and it's a creme brulee. I know it's going to be amazing. That's like my favorite thing. So then I ate the creme brulee. Mm. But then the next day was Easter, and there was Easter candy everywhere. And then the next day, there was still Easter candy. And then they have this chocolate cake, uh, which is gluten-free. And how often do you find a gluten-free chocolate cake? So anyway, I burned through (laughs) – this is so awful. I burned through three of my sugar days in Ojai. So now I've used four of my ten. And I – Felt like crap. Oh, I felt I was gonna so ask. bad. So physically, you felt bad after eating all the sugar. Terrible. Okay. Well, hopefully, then that'll be um, inspiration. You know, to to not have more sugar day, unplanned sugar days. No, I for sure. I like. I really did learn the lesson that like this is. It's so not worth it. Gosh, it's going to end up being a life of living sugar freely. I know. I think it might be because it was gross. Um, but, you know, I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, it doesn't matter, eat sugar, but like it happened. <laughs> you have allowed yourself a certain number of days. Well, that's the thing. I'm allowing myself yeah. the 10 days. Yeah. So now I only you have six left. hadn't planned to use three of them in a row. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, you uh, did it. It happened. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Moving it, on. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I think our weekends, what we learned is it, it, it wasn't really enough time. I mean, no. it takes like two or three days just to relax. And then you have to like be in a state of relaxation. I will yeah. say... I read Padma Lakshmi's memoir. Um, Like that's kind of was my thing on the trip. And it was (laughs) delightful. And it totally did like take me away from. That's good. You know what I mean? Because it was just I was living Padma's life. And that was very different from my own. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so I think what we need is like a self-care month. That would we be really nice. do. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we're <laughs> the opposite 
Exactly. We're now editing and writing a series document where we have to basically say what's going to happen in this show, not only for the rest of season one, but what could happen in season two, three, and beyond in order to try to get the network to pick up the show. So we're actually heading into a more stressful time. Yeah, it's so fun. Anyway, but we'll be talking about that. And we have promised ourselves that during this time we're going to be much kinder to ourselves than we were during the pilot. And that's another lesson learned from um, Suzanne Patmore Gibbs that, you know, let's treat ourselves well. Right. We are fragile. Yes. We are more fragile than we realize. Yes. So we are going to be kind to ourselves and maintain balance during the editing and series document writing process. Yes. Okay. Next up, we will share this week's Hollywood hack. It is sure to up your selfie game, but first a word from our sponsor. Okay, Liz, this week's Hollywood hack comes from Marin Dungey, who plays CJ in The Fix. She and Marsha Clark took a selfie together, and Marsha was holding the phone, and Marin said, nope, nope, give it to me because the tallest person should always hold the phone when you're doing a selfie. Yes, and this was news to us. I guess it's because she has the longest arms and can therefore get the best angle. Genius. Yes. How did we not think of this before? Yeah. So I should have been holding the selfie all these times. Yeah. You instead and I of me. Take pictures. Of course, the yeah. problem is you're better at angling the camera. But I'm it's, working on it. You're the tallest person. <laughs> yes. And Marin is very tall. So always give the phone to the tallest person. And Sarah, I want to add uh, my own sub Hollywood hack to this <laughs> good selfie strategy which is get a pop socket grip for your phone. This is something I've recently discovered. It's called a pop socket. Pop socket. And I just got a new phone, and I, you know, so I was looking at all the accessories. And what this is, it's a little button kind of thing that sticks onto the back of your phone case, and it pops in and out. Uh Um, and, And you can slide your fingers in it and, like, hold your phone up. So what it does is, you know that problem of holding your phone out to take a selfie but yes. not being able to reach the photo button? And so, like, right at the last second, your phone moves and you don't get a good picture? Yeah. This is the solution to that problem because you're able to hold the phone the with the button as opposed – and then you can reach out your thumb and it's very easy. It's a little bit hard to describe, but just go look it up. Pop socket. And it's $15. Which is amazing. So it's like – you know, in terms of, you know, identify the problem, which we talk about, mm-hmm. um, this solves a problem that I've identified, which is not being able to both hold the phone and take the picture. Okay. So give the phone to the tallest person and make sure you have a pop socket grip on yes. the back. And you will have an amazing selfie <laughs> that you can put on Instagram, hashtag happier in Hollywood. Um, So, Liz, it's time for our celebrity sighting segment. Yes, and you had a celebrity sighting. I did. So I was at um, a pet store on Ventura Boulevard with Violet. I'm getting Violet a rabbit for her birthday. So we were – her birthday's a couple months away, but we like to start early and, Mm. you know, look at things. Um, So we were checking out this store to see if they have rabbit stuff. 
and Gina Torres was in there. Mm. So Gina Torres, we worked with her on Angel. She was on Firefly, The Catch, Suits on USA. She's now going to have her own Suits spinoff, which is very exciting. Um, And she's the loveliest person. She's so tall and elegant and just gorgeous. gorgeous. Um, But I was like, I'm not going to say hi to her. She One, totally would not remember yeah. us. Um, and two, we were very focused on, <laughs> on rabbit stuff. Well, speaking of rabbit stuff, seeing Gina Torres is very interesting <laughs> to me, but it's much more interesting that you're buying this giant Flemish rabbit. <laughs> like, tell the listeners what this what plan this is. is. I'm totally against it. I th- <laughs> I think people just have to look up giant Flemish rabbit for themselves so they can fully understand. Um, Violet's been asking for a rabbit for her birthday. Yes. Well, she wanted either guinea pigs or a rabbit. Um, yeah. You said if I got guinea pigs, you would not come over to my house. So. True, although I didn't know the alternative was like a giant monstrous <laughs> rabbit. Um, so I said, honey, do you want to rabbit or do you want a guinea pig? And she actually picked rabbit. Um, But we have two dogs, so I'm Mm. a little concerned about having a small, fragile Mm -hmm. rabbit. Um, So I found this kind of rabbit called the giant Flemish rabbit. They're enormous. They're like some of them are the size of a collie. Yes. And they're very good with kids. And they're hopefully not intimidated by dogs. <laughs> um, there are tons of pictures of them online, like kind of hanging out with larger <laughs> animals. Um, so that's what we're going to get. Well, I don't even know what to say. I have I, a couple months to prepare. Yeah. You have a couple months yeah, to wrap to your head around prepare it. prepare for the giant Flemish <laughs> Yeah, rabbit. It's going to be great. <laughs> And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you so much to Chuck Reed at Sancola Sound. Thanks to our producer, Jennifer Lai. Thanks to Odelia Rubin for helping out on this episode. Also thanks to Kristen Meinzer and Andy Bowers of Panoply. Thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fane. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fane. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. So is this rabbit going to live in your house or... It's going to be an indoor-outdoor rabbit. Are you going to have a rabbit door? (laughs) (laughs) I think I have a doggy door. I guess that can be the rabbit door now. Okay. (laughs)